the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to California Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities throughout the state of California. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of this great state and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed entrepreneurs, along with business and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. and welcome to California Business Connections. I'm currently a uh, part of a network of Black Chambers of Commerce called the Northern California Black Chamber Presidents Association, of which the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce is a part of. I mentioned that because if you'd like to get connected to any chamber, any Black Chamber of Commerce in the state of California, I can help you. But we help all small businesses too. And I said all small businesses. We help them start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. The best way to reach the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce is to go to their website at blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. You know, today I'd like to dive into something a little bit different. Today I want to talk about character today. I know this is a business program, but, you know, I always say whether it's education, health, even politics or sports, it's all about business. Everything about business. We're in a season where politics, it's business. And your character means a lot. Who you are, not what you do, who you are means a lot. So I'm going to take a couple of different people that I've talked to before, and I'm going to share this. So this will be inspiring, so hopefully, to some folks. Uh, two people, Mr. Sonny Vicara, he's the creator of the Dapper Dan Round Ball Project. Man, that was amazing years ago. And he also became a Nike exec and he helped Michael Jordan. So you'll hear that story, a little bit of it. And then I'm also going to talk to a Mr. Bill Duffy, a good friend of mine from BDA Sports. I mean, he's managed huge people, Jason Kidd, Yao Ming, Steve Nash, uh, a lot of players even today. So uh, the guy from Dallas, hmm, I got his name. Anyway, <laughs> I want you guys to focus on who they are and their character, and let this be inspiring to those who want to reach heights where you go. Remember, your character is going to follow you. Let's dive into it. Mr. Sonny Pacara and Mr. Bill Duffy on California Business Connections. My guest today, they say I interview rock stars. Well, this is a good friend of mine from the past, and I'm so thankful that he came on the show I want to introduce the Bay Area and everyone who listens to the show to Mr. Sonny Becerra. How are you doing, Sonny? I'm doing much better now that I'm talking to you, Carl. It's been many, many years. We go back a long time. 
and uh, and you made me you made me smile and happy when you were a youngster in high school at Scott Good. High School in Pennsylvania, and you made me more proud as I watched you grow and mature as an adult and, and to do the things you're doing and and what you're representing now is something that uh, reaches deep into my heart and I'm proud of you when I read the story that Pam brought out to me the other day. So you've come a long way from Bradley, Pennsylvania, young guy. <laughs> well, Sonny, you know, it was really people like yourself because, uh, and I know a lot of people have our story, Sonny, your story and my story, to where even if the mom and dad aren't paying close attention to the kids, if someone is very interested in that child, that child will sort of aspire to lift itself up to that person's expectations. And because of people like you, Sonny, and Hambone, and George Zilko, and we'll talk about those guys, I'm very grateful and thankful for them. Sonny. I, I remember those guys also, and they, they were good people, especially the Zilko family. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. It's your show. Sonny, I, I, I want to say something because I want you to give a background of who you are and where you came from but I'm just going to prepare our audience because when he says the name of a place called Trafford, uh, nobody would know where it's at unless you lived in Trafford, but it's near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Sonny, give our audience a little background on who is Sonny Vaccaro. I'm a little Italian kid that grew up in the, in the, I was born in 39 and grew up in Western Pennsylvania in an opportune time when families were united together and nationalities were able to get along better, and you had different churches, and we all respected that. It was a different world when I grew up, and the war was just over, and most of my family was involved in World War II, uh, and I grew up in that era. I grew up when sports wasn't out for minority kids, and, uh, and that was one of, the, you know, one of the chances I had. But more important than anything, you know, uh, Carl, as I reflect back, and I've answered this question a few times, I, I, I say usually for the last 60 years, baby, uh, I am Italian-centric and Pittsburgh proud. And I think that's how everyone with a background, a, a nationality, a home. But Pittsburgh was meaningful in a lot of different ways. And sports was a, was a catalyst to giving all, all kids a chance, you know, sometimes just to get an education and other times to get, get to play and you know various sports and meet people but it gave us a chance and it was uniform there weren't a lot of what i say uh, schools specifically for blacks or whites or italians or whatever if you were in the neighborhood you were in the neighborhood so as far as the all-star game i was a young man and had an idea and it, it it started my life professionally and i wasn't a basketball player ladies and gentlemen carl was a pretty good basketball player but he was surrounded by very good ones so he never got the acknowledgement he he could have gone maybe on a lesser team but where he came from braddock Braddock, you know pennsylvania but you know scott was a part of the braddock and then ranking you had some brand areas if this the audience listening to this show right now if they went back and and did a, just put a a big you know, a big uh, map on top of you and go a 15 miles circle from Braddock, Pennsylvania. It doesn't see 17 miles to Pittsburgh. That's where mm -hmm. traffic was. If you mm -hmm. go 15 miles in a circle, you'll find some of the greatest athletes ever play. I and mean, you can do that on the other side of the river. Because as the people should know, Pittsburgh has, you know, all the rivers, the three rivers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you did that, you were exposed to athletics and athletics was a way out. There's no question about it. And another thing it was greatly known for, and that no one will probably know this because I'm a, a, a great music fan, 
when I grew up, if you were a singer, and you know, athletics, you had to go to a school or a college to, to go on. But if you had a, if you had a inkling that you had talent in other worlds, you could do things and be successful. And if you were a singer in the fifties, in six, in the sixties, where I and I grew up, you were either black, Italian, and and the Jewish kids wrote the songs. The black kids and the Italian kids wrote <laughs> them And I know this because I lived that, and I I, I know. We knew everybody. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it was. So I, I wanted to put that out first, and, and we only have so many minutes on your show. But what I'm saying is, and today it's entirely different. But you ask your next question, and we'll get to whatever today is. Well, no, okay? I think I think what you said though was very important, and because uh, you you expressed what we call the neighborhood. Remember that, Sonny, where yes, I could I go, I could go up the street, and if I'm messing up. Miss so-and-so, so-and-so will come out there and she'll whoop me and call my mom and dad and I get another whooping. So, yeah, it was, it, it was a good time. It was a good time, Sonny. But, Sonny, I, I want to just, just focus just for a, a quick second, though, on when you mentioned what happened to you when you were 24 years old because you started something, Sonny, that all the kids around my, my age loved and aspired to play to, the Dapper Dan Round Ball Classic. Tell me just a little bit about that. Well, it was an idea I had. I used to play in the, uh, the variety. I used to get kids from the local areas, you know, kids you know, like Billy Knight and, you know, and kids like that. I say Billy really he's famous and that, but a lot of kids. And I used to just take them around and play and pick up, not pick up games. They were a precursor court AAU and summer basketball was now mm-hmm. 60, mm-hmm. 70, 80 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we used to play in these tournaments and I fell in love with it. And I took kids around and, and, and I used to have the Dickie Defense in the world, the Reese Lucas and Kenny Durant in the world. So mm-hmm. I was involved. I, I, I loved it. But ironically, I was really a good athlete in Stafford. And I wasn't able to get a scholarship. But my point was nothing to do with basketball. Mm. I fell in love with basketball after I got injured in the other sports. And I did that. And from that, taking the kids around, I had an idea. I went to my friend, Pat DeCeasy who was in, at that time just getting started in music, and the Civic Arena was just built in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. At that time, it was an unbelievable arena. We're talking about 1964, not these wow. monsters they're building now. <laughs> in the Civic Arena, right across the street from the Hill District, which you'll know, mm-hmm. which was predominantly black, and mm-hmm. the high schools were the, called the City League. And then you had the WPL. Well, these kids were good, but they never had a chance, and mostly black kids went to black colleges. They, they didn't even get a chance to go to the major college. My idea was, I'll show you, let's play, the, you know, let's play Pennsylvania against the world. No one did that. <laughs> and, and, and we did it. And our kids won some games. Uh-huh. And, 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 and I just sort of record, because I do want to move on, that the McDonald's game, McDonald's, mm-hmm. come 13 years after I started, Pat Caesar started the Rombo class. We were the only, we were the first and only national all-star game basketball in America. Wow. That's wow. history, sir. That's Man, history. Sonny, you're, Sonny, you're such a visionary. Sonny, people don't know this, but I'm going to share it with them, and you could talk about it, too. That's a wonderful vision. But you're known, Sonny, because you helped Michael Jordan sign his first sneaker contract. I, I want to say that once again so people hear that. The famous Michael Jordan. Sonny Vaccaro helped him sign his first sneaker deal. Tell us just a little bit about that, Sonny. <laughs> you know, you, you tell me a little bit. I can't talk a little bit 
But what I can say <laughs> is I, 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 I recommended to a young company named Nike in 1984 <laughs> that they were, they were going to get into that world because I had been working with Nike doing colleges and, you know, outfitting colleges and, and youth programs and still living in Trafford. But I was a novice about everything. I never knew Michael in my life. I saw him beat Georgetown, which was my favorite college team at that time. Uh, you know, so I was at that was the only time I ever saw him. So we were going to make Nike was going to make a lot of, an investment in professional athletes. Mm-hmm. I came to a meeting. They invited me, which I had never been done before. Because I started working with them 77, 78, and this was 84. Mm-hmm. And it came down to a group of people much more powerful than I was at that day. Mm-hmm. But I. I, I, the, the, the God's honest truth is, whatever, however history plays out, I was the one that stuck by Michael. I got him signed. I, I wasn't the lawyer that did the contract. I got him signed. I was with him. And then Michael and I traveled the world mm. for eight years together. You're listening to California Business Connections. My guest today is a good friend of mine. Man, we've known each other for a long time, Bill. I mean, you didn't have gray. I didn't have gray. Okay, we're not going to go there. But anyway, my guest today is no other than Mr. Bill Duffy of BDA Sports. How are you doing today, Bill? I'm doing excellent, Sweep. And I'm sorry, you should let everyone know I call you Sweep, which is your nickname. Uh, No, Carl, I'm I'm doing well. been traveling all over the place. I was in Miami and Denver and California, then back to Orlando, and then just got back yesterday. So... I have a couple more trips before I shut it down for Christmas, but everything's good. Thank you. Man, that is so good. You know, people have uh, really no idea about a sports agent, and I'll let you talk a little bit about that. But before I do, man, I want to talk about the NBA today. You know, I'm a big Warriors fan, and the Warriors are just tearing it up, Bill. What do you got to say about that, Duff? You know, it's it's chemistry. It's continuity. It's the identification of your core talent. Uh, with a great coach and Steve Kerr, obviously I always have to give credit to Mark Jackson for the foundation he laid, yeah. uh, you know, help, helping, you know, Draymond and Steph and Clay, you know, he gave them so much freedom when they were young mm-hmm. and they, they just kind of have, have blended together. And then Steve Kerr's done a fabulous job because he's kind of an egoless leader, right? He's just a player's coach um, and a brilliant communicator. So, you know, they got a real good thing going on and it's exciting. And, you know, they had the little setback, you know, the last few years, but it sounds like they're back on track and Steph is just playing out of his mind. So he's kind of carrying the, crazy. you know, the consistency like we've never seen before. That's crazy, man. But you mentioned something about Mark Jackson. A lot of people don't know that, but you know, that Warriors sort of defensive, you know, uh, mentality that they have, man, Mark Jackson was a big, uh, big sort of proponent of that, wasn't he? He really was. It's the defense. And then he just was, he's the, he was the ultimate players coach and those guys gained confidence from him and it's unfortunate he, he didn't you know stay around long enough to win a championship because yeah. he was the one who set the culture straight and you know Steve Kerr always gives him credit for that which shows you the classy classy nature of Steve Kerr you know it, it is a classy organization and I think um, Steph Curry besides others he helps lead that and so people see Steph and they know he's like a champion's champion and Kids love him. I mean, he's the perfect kind of person to get the NBA excited and, and for around the world, which is, you know, you probably would echo that because you go around the world around the world recruiting people, right? Yeah, he's at an all-time level of, you know, lack of ego when you're great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, worked, I worked with a uh, young man by the name of Steve Nash who had a very similar 
type mm-hmm. personality. And I always mm-hmm. tell people, and I tell NBA teams, like, you're very, very fortunate when your best player is a great person because yeah. they set the tone and they set the culture like San Antonio benefited by Tim Duncan all those years, right? Just the type mm-hmm. of person, person, humble, hardworking, fought into the system, supported the coach, and everyone else kind of falls in line. If you have the misfortune of your first player is a knucklehead, it's going to be a problem because, you know, they, they set the culture and sometimes yeah. there's not the discipline and the buy-in that's necessary to win on a consistent basis. And, you know, that goes not only for basketball, but on any team, right? You hear it a lot or, in football. Or, or, or organizations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Speak, speaking of that, Bill, man, I, I was, I was uh, checking out the news, and they said something about the Oakland Coliseum redevelopment site is going – it was bought by some folks, and they want to do some special things with that. You know, are you a part of that group, Bill? Um, so I'm part of a group. It's called the African American Sports Entertainment Group. I'm the creative strategist uh, and one of the principals. And my partners are uh, Ray Bobbitt, who's a business owner in San Francisco and Oakland. Excellent, excellent, you know, community citizen, mm-hmm. uh, community activist. He's he's basically our, our ringleader. Um, the other members and principals are Shonda Scott, who's a business owner in Oakland. I've known Shonda for you know thirty years or so. Alan Dones, who's a second-generation developer in Oakland. Alan. Excellent. Yeah, excellent guy. Robert Bob, who's a city planner, previous city planner in Oakland, current in Washington, D.C. Um, and then Luke Capital, uh, led by Jim Reynolds, Rufus Williams. Uh, they're the – actually, Jim is the owner of Luke Capital, which is the largest African-American and African-American investment bank in the United States. So this endeavor, it's, it's the largest land acquisition – uh, west of the Mississippi uh, that I'm told was ever granted to African-American investment groups. So we're excited. It's 16 million square feet of development. And we have very, you know, highly ambitious plans to, re, you know, revitalize the, the community to create upwards of 30,000 jobs. Uh, we'd be interested in luring a, a majority African-American-led expansion NFL franchise, uh, potentially a, a major league soccer franchise. Uh, we have had discussions with the WNBA about having a WNBA franchise. We want to build hotels, build a convention center, and just really kind of re-energize that community uh, for the for the benefit of the local community to create jobs and bring energy, you know, back to that location. Wow! What a man! What a huge, huge sort of plan, Bill. Man, you gave us a lot there. I'm going to have to unpack a lot of it on the second half because I want to spend just a moment for this guy, Alan Dunn. Alan Dunn's Alan was actually selected to the President's White House Conference with me back in 1995. Wow. Well, we know if he's with you, we know he's in good company. <laughs> well, yeah, you used to say that before when we when went out when me and you were playing and, and you wanted to kind of, you know, feed me that ball because you knew you were in good company, right? Isn't that true, Bill? Tell well, let's you. not get carried away here, Carl. Let's <laughs> not get carried away. <laughs> Bill is Bill is known when uh, around here when people say, Oh, just take it out, sweet. Just take it out. <laughs> <laughs> Those are Man. good old basketball playing days. Oh, that was wonderful, man. I remember those days, Bill. You were a heck of a basketball player yourself at Santa Clara. A lot of people don't know that. Why don't you give just a short background, Bill? We got about two minutes before the first half is over on how you sort of came up and from where you were at in Southern California to play for Santa Clara and almost played professional basketball yourself. 
Yeah, so I, I'm from Pomona, California, son of a military uh, man, colonel in the army, um, and a beautiful woman who was my mom. Um, she had been a nurse, and then you know my father was traveling all over the world in like four different wars, Vietnam and whatnot. And so she was a stay-at-home mom at that point, and just raised five children. Um, I went to University of Minnesota first, played basketball there for two years, and transferred to Santa Clara University. Uh, graduated in 1982, was drafted by the Denver Nuggets. And, uh, you know, that was very, very short-lived. So then I just got into the business sector, you know, working with athletes at that point. I'd been exposed to a lot of athletes um, through my friendships and relationships uh, out in the industry. And so that kind of made this an easy transition for me to become an agent because I was always networking and had a bunch of friends that were athletes. So that it's kind of led me over these last 35 years to build this international business and it's carried over into other endeavors, as I've mentioned. So it's been very blessed, uh, Carl, to have this journey and have a beautiful wife of 32 years and five children uh, from ages 28 to 19. So God's blessed me immensely. Wow, man. 35 years, Bill. Wow. I want to leave it right there, Bill, and we're going to come back. So we'll be back. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Welcome back. I'm Carl Davis, Jr., President and CEO of the California African-American Chamber of Commerce, and you're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. My guest today, Mr. Bill Duffy. Man, we were chopping it up about these wonderful projects that Bill's working on, and I want to go back to this from Bill, and we may jump on it again, to The AASEG, that was the project that uh, you're doing over at the Oakland Coliseum. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because I would like to know, how can black businesses be there? Is this a cultural th sort of thing? Or but give me a, a vision of what you see there as far as helping in our black community. So it's multifold, but the, the objective is for people in Oakland to have equity in their community. Mm -hmm. And rather than have outsiders come in and extract from the community, we want more of an inclusive approach where there's equality, access, support for small businesses, We'd love to, you know, innovate and create like a black Wall Street uh, where there's a, a business element to it. Um, we also are in discussions with the Job Corps. So young, you know, individuals in that marketplace can get job training if, you know, they're, they're not continuing their education. We also want to create a program for, you know, convicts who are released from jail so they can, mm. you know, be tra trained uh, to get back out in the marketplace so they don't have to go back to jail like to really incentivize them to get skills and, and jobs and get integrated back into the, the workplace. We want to, you know, work on constructing convention center to bring businesses, bring a world-class hotel site. There's nothing of that ilk in the East Bay. So we're very ambitious with a lot of things that are community-based. And like I said, that's 16 million square feet and it's perfectly located, you know, with easy access from the airport, BART, you know, rapid transit, and it's right off the freeway, as we all know, there in Oakland. So it's, a, it's an ideal location. So we really want to revitalize it. If you can think of an L.A. Live model, but kind of on steroids, it's, it's a bigger, bigger landmass. Man, Duff, I, I love it. I actually was talking to Mayor Libby Schaff about it, and she was excited about this. And when you were talking about the 30,000 jobs and you're talking about helping prisoners or people who are you know being incarcerated come out convention centers you know that's the type of stuff bill that we help too so i i know there's going to be a place for the uh, black chamber of commerce in there i i'm i'm, I'm putting my dib in it now 
Okay. 100%. We, we expect you to be present. <laughs> I want to ask you, Bill, you know, are you guys looking for any other, whatever it may be, help, uh, relationships? Uh, what would you be looking for now at this stage of where you're at? What are you looking for? You know, there, there's Loop Capital is, you know, the, the capital partners. So there's an investment element. I'm sure there'll be some type of public offering. One thing that we wanted to highlight was the opportunity for local Oakland citizens to actually be able to invest in mm. maybe a private private equity mm-hmm. uh, model where they have the ability to invest in their own community. Wow. What a show. <laughs> we hope you uh, really enjoyed this show. It's all about character. No matter where you go, and what you do, it's your character that will keep you there. So until we meet again, remember, whether it's education, health, even politics or sports, it's all about business. Stay safe and stay connected. You're listening to California Business Connections. You've been listening to California Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr., brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. For more information about today's show, go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email Carl at carldavisjr at comcast.net. That's carldavisjr at comcast.net. Keeping you connected. California Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.